Hi, and thank you for joining us for In All Things, a weekly podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, State Clerk of the EPC. We pray that God uses Dean and his guests to inform and inspire you about the EPC and how God is working in and through our global movement of Evangelical Presbyterian Churches. The motto of our family of congregations is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Thank you, Rachel, and welcome, our friends, to a very special 100th episode of In All Things. You may not recognize my voice because we're so used to hearing that beautiful bass or baritone (laughs) of our stated clerk, Dean Weaver, but not today. My name is Mark Farrell. I'm the pastor of Tampa Covenant Church, EPC in Tampa, Florida, and I am a church health coordinator as well for the Presbytery of Florida and the Caribbean. And I've also been on the other side of the conversation table in in the All Things studio as a guest in episode 65. I think it was back in February of 23. But today, we're turning the tables for this special 100th episode, and I will be asking the questions, and I will host the beautiful bass baritone-voiced Stated clerk, Dean Weaver, will be our guest. So, Dean, welcome this morning. Well, then, thank you very much, Mark. There it is. Barry White is in the house. (laughs) Well, it's great to be sitting on the other side of the table. A little odd, but anytime I get to be with you, brother, it's a joy. Thanks, Dean. It's awesome to have you. And I absolutely look forward to our conversation. But before we dig in today's episode, In All Things is brought to you by all four of our gospel priorities. That's global movement, church planting, church health, and effective biblical leadership or discipleship. Now, these are the four ways that we as the EPC get after accomplishing our mission, which, of course, the EPC exists to carry out the Great Commission of Jesus. That means ultimately we are called to be disciples who make disciples who make disciples, even to the ends of the earth. Now, to learn more about the four gospel priorities in the EPC, you can explore our website at www.epc.org. Okay, Dean, let's then start where you always start. Now, for people who don't know about you, I don't know if that's a lot of people. I'm sure it's not a lot of people. Uh, Just tell us a little bit of your story. And Dean, be brief. (laughs) That's not my spiritual gift, is it? So yeah, if we haven't had the chance to meet yet, I was born and raised outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Dad was a banker. Mom was a school secretary. I come from no noble religious stock of any kind. Never imagined myself being called to the ministry. I was going to do electrical engineering. I went to Grove City College, but I came to Christ when I was 14 through the ministry of Young Life. was discipled really when I got to Grove City College, and that's where I discovered kind of the Reformed biblical worldview with some great teachers there, guys like Greg Beal, John Currid, Andy Hoffecker. I mean, I had the teaching that was just spectacular as an undergrad. Went on to work with the CCO, the Coalition for Christian Outreach, and did some campus ministry for a few years, and then God called me into full-time pastoral ministry, been a full-time pastor for 34 years, pastored a little teeny church of about 80 people. Actually, the first Sunday, it was about 15 people. They all had blue hair, <laughs> 100, yeah, average age, 182. My grandma was one of them. I started my first Sunday. It was uh, my, my grandfather's funeral. 
So I actually pastored my grandma and grandpa's church for seven years and pastored a a church in Buffalo, New York, Knox, now EPC for 11 years. And then for the last 15 years before becoming the stated clerk, I was the lead pastor at Memorial Park Church in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. Beth and I married for 35 years. Um, We've got seven kids. When I say that at a presbytery meeting, I I wait for a few seconds for that collective gasp for people to say, hold it, seven kids. Did I hear that right? Three are biological four are adopted of the four adopted three are international and one is domestic um, uh, we have three boys and four girls they go from ages 34 all the way down to 25 uh, we also are blessed to have five grandchildren four girls and one boy and so as the scripture says my quiver is full absolutely and what your audience doesn't know mark is these dulcet tones that come across on In All Things were honed back in the days that I was in college when I was the general manager of WSAJ, Grove City's Hotspot, 89.5 FM. Uh, so I, I, I actually had my beginnings in all this in a studio probably not much bigger than the one we're in right now in the basement of Kettler Dormitory at Grove City College when I started doing some radio work. So this podcast thing, it, it kind of feels kind of natural for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And me sitting across from you, I'm feeling kind of natural this morning as well. So so thanks for walking me through this, Dean. Yeah, man, Absolutely. <laughs> So we got a lot of things to get to that we want for you to share with those who are joining in with us right now. Could be our EPC family or just friends and family of our EPC family. And we want to get to know more about this particular podcast in all things. And so if you can... Just give us a little history about the podcast. Yeah, I mean, appropriate for us here at our 100th episode, which is kind of still stunning to me that we've been doing this for two years now, and we've actually have 100 of these in the bank. To look back, I was I was brand new uh, in the office of the General Assembly. I'm walking down the hallway, and the space where we're currently sitting was a closet. I actually thought about calling the podcast Two People in a Closet. I mean, that was <laughs> that was another possibility. But this, this closet was full of stuff. It was just full of stuff that had moved from the offices in Michigan. And I I looked in at this room that was just, I mean, literally wall-to-wall stuff. And I looked in and I said, so what's all this stuff? And they're like, we don't really know. And I'm like, where did it come from? They're like, well, it came from the office in Michigan. And I said, well, seems like an awful waste of space. I mean, could we clean this up? And they're like, sure. I said, well, who do I need to talk to about cleaning this up? And they said, well you're the boss. Right. (laughs) And, you know, coming as a pastor, I'm like, you know, isn't there a women's guild or some women's circle or somebody who, you know, I have to talk to you to get permission to come in and get rid of stuff. And they're like, no, no, you just, you can just get rid of stuff. I said, well, send out an email and we'll tell everybody they got a week to come in and claim anything that's theirs. And then we're going to clean it out. And we did, and we got rid of stuff and we cleaned it out and nobody missed any of it. And then we had this space and initially we thought we were going to use it as an office space for Bob Stoffer and Tom Ricks when they were coming in out of the office. And then one day I was walking by this space and I was thinking about it because I had been listening to a podcast on my way into work by Carrie Newhoff. And I thought to my myself, you know, that space would make a pretty good spot if we were to do a podcast. And so I I pulled uh, Brian Smith, our director of communications aside and said, what would you think about this? And kind of went around back and forth on it and played with some names and ideas and concepts and just landed on this simple idea that we wanted to do more communication to the APC family. We're grateful that if people wanted to be listening in over shoulders, because we think a lot of what we talk about has greater kingdom implications, but principally designing it for the EPC family 
And we thought initially what we wanted to do was introduce people to the office of the General Assembly. Like meet the people who are in the office, you know, we have Marty Ratcliffe, for example, who is our director of human resources. Well, she's got 20 plus years of, of HR experience in the corporate world. And a lot of our churches don't have that kind of resource. So to be able to say, so here, meet Marty. And if you would like help with like a policy on child protection or something, she can help you. We're here to serve you. And, right. and whether it was in communications or whether it was in finance or whether it was world outreach, we just wanted to platform all of the, the wonderful people who work in the office of the General Assembly and kind of introduce them to their larger EPC family. That's sort of where it started. And then we started having guests in who were EPC leaders when we started developing that and a couple of EPC authors. And then we started into having kind of like mini series, like a four-part, five-part series on church health or a four or five-part series on church planting. And, and a lot of times what would happen, just like you're in the office now as a church health coordinator, when people would come into the office, we would make hay all the sunshines, you know, we're like, Hey, we've got these five people. These would be great people to interview. Let's grab some time during our meeting and, and get a podcast. Cause it doesn't take that much time. It doesn't take that much effort. We're pretty low budget. I mean, right now we only have one sponsor and it's up there right there behind you. Uh, we have this uh, framed $1 bill. That we, got from, <laughs> we got that from Tom Ricks. So officially Tom Ricks and church planning is the only official sponsor, but we're looking for others. So anybody else wants to give us a dollar, we'd be happy to have that and promote you as an official sponsor. But it really was designed to be a conversational approach. You know, there's different forms of podcasting, long form investigative. We're just a conversational podcast. We wanted it to be 25 to 35 minutes, the kind of thing where you're going for a walk in the morning, you're maybe sitting down with a cup of coffee, taking the dog for a walk, drive to work, that 30 minute platform where you didn't have to like push pause and then come back to it later. I was listening to a long form podcast on my way into work today and I got like halfway through it, which is good. But the question is, am I going to go back to it? I, right. I, I may or may not go back to it, at least for a while. We wanted something that was like in one sitting where you just sit down and say, okay, well, there's something I didn't know about the EPC. The episode, in fact, right before this, we had our new digital content lead, Richie Cable, was promoting a movie that he's produced called The Author, which is coming out on November the 9th. And it's like, that's really cool to have that kind of conversation. And you push that out there, and we have, I think, to date, about 20,000 downloads. Wow. You've got people in the EPC who are going, man, I'm, I'm going to get on Apple and Amazon and, and download that movie and watch it with my small group. So it's, it's, it's just been really cool to have a conversation that is to the EPC family, with the EPC family, for the EPC family. And I think we got people listening literally from all over the world. I mean, there's people from countries all over the planet that are tuning into this. So I know it's having a, a broader reach than just the EPC, but I think that's part of our mission is, is that we're, we're trying to go to the ends of the earth with this, this story that God has. So it started off with, I think, just a, an empty closet. And wow. from there, it was kind of like, maybe we could tell the story a little bit better. And I think we've done a great job of telling the story, especially highlighting those who are using their gifts in ministry, those who the Lord is working in. So hats off to you, Dean. We really appreciate the Lord working in your heart on this. We want to drill down then on a few standout episodes. And now mm. if you're listening out there, I know you may put your ear a little closer to the speaker hoping for your name to be called. And so we'll see how, we'll see how Dean's going to go about this. Dean, just think about some standout episodes that we've had uh, over the years and 
Uh, talk about those. Well, of course, you know, the top of the list is episode 65. Of course. Uh, it happened on February the 17th, 2023 on personal evangelism and church health with none other than Mark Farrell. That, you know, clearly that was the, the best one of the break. bunch. <laughs> well, I mean, there have been some really amazing ones, Mark. The one that really jumps out at me, and, and it was just the timing thing. We had planned to have Jennifer Prechter in, and a conflict came up where she couldn't come or we couldn't make it work. And so we had to postpone it. And so the actual day she came in to tape was the day that that horrible shooting happened in Uvalde, Texas. And the crazy thing is Jennifer is a chaplain uh, that works in the hospitals here in Orlando, and she works with people oftentimes in trauma situations and in palliative care and, and so forth. And so she was a rock star. I mean, just an absolute rock star. The stuff that she shared helped me and I think helped all of us kind of process this tragedy in, in Texas. And, and, you know, we've had no shortage of those uh, over the years. And so she was able to really frame things. So it is the timing of that, how incredibly articulate she was. That one really jumps out at me. A couple of the others, there's some favorites that are just personal ones. I thought episode 33, which was David Wallstedt's on this idea of creative and innovative change. He's a, a pastor of a really cool, innovative church in Dallas called The Table. I thought his was one of the most fascinating, just content-wise. I was riveted by his insights about how the world of church planting, for example, has changed. Um, one of my dear favorites is, uh, and we've re- we reprised it this last summer when we were doing some of our highest listened to volumes, playing them again, was my dear friend Samuel Cisse, who's the head of the EPC in Sierra Leone, and he's one of my closest friends on the planet, and I just love him so, so dearly, and his heart is so close to Jesus, and he's just the the sacrifice and the ministry that that brother has done over the years. So they're fraternal partners of ours. They're dear friends of ours. And so hearing uh, Samuel's story was a big one. You know, Michael Flake, I always love listening to that brother. I mean, he's just one of the brightest, sharpest, smartest guys. And so he was one of the conversations we had about church planning. We've had a number of those over the last two years. We've had a couple that were actually going so well that we just didn't feel like we could stop them. And so we just kept rolling tape, if you will. And they were two parters because we were like, how do we stop this? We got to keep this going. And uh, the two of those, one was uh, Kent Matthews, who was just going on about the changing nature of theological education, particularly as it relates to how it resources the small and rural churches. Those two episodes were really amazing. Episodes 45 and 46. Lisa Brockman, that was a two-parter that was like, man, when that got going, we're like, man, we can't stop this because she was sharing her testimony of her exodus from the Mormon church into becoming a a Christian. And that was just unbelievable. Sean Boone's testimony, just stunning. The story of redemption from prison, literally to a pastor in the EPC. I mean, that's one that if you want to hear a a story of God's grace in action with a brother who is just a beautiful heart, wonderful pastor, and just is a story of God's redemption. That was a great one. We had a conversation with the two friends who are the leaders in ECO, Nate Draceman and and Dana Allen. I loved having that conversation because we do the same kind of jobs in different organizations. And so hearing their take on leadership and where churches are today and the discipleship culture, those things were fantastic. Another great church growth and church health intersection is our brother, Mark DeJay. He's always a great listen, super thoughtful, 
beautiful spirit. Um, and he straddles that world of two of our gospel priorities, both church health and church planning. Another great church planner who I love listening to and has been on the national leadership team is Dave Strunk. You take a Dave Strunk and a Michael Flake and you listen to them. And these are two of our younger leaders, but they're super brilliant, super gifted, and they're super good at what they do. I mean, they're really gifted and called and God has used them in effective ways. One of the more surprising and maybe even an unusual uh, podcast, which I just really loved, was with Stephen Moorfield. Stephen is a, a pastor of a small church way out in western Kansas, like almost in Colorado. And it's like, I mean, it is... If you went to the middle of nowhere, you're still a ways away from this place. I mean, it is way, way out there. But Stephen's a fascinating. In fact, he's, he's one of our speakers at our small church summit that we're having this fall for the EPC. But he wrote a book on the history of a Civil War battle in his county seat. And he's actually become the kind of county historian for his community. And it's just an interesting way in which he's become missionally connected to his community, invested, and it's a fascinating read is his book. He's a very good author. The book is really pretty cool. And so that was an interview that kind of surprised me a little bit. We've also had a couple of people on twice that we brought back. I mentioned a few minutes ago, our new digital content lead, Richie Cable, he's been on twice, but we also have had Doug Ressler on twice. And, and Doug is gonna be chairing our ad interim committee on ordination process and standards. He's going to be co-chairing that with Julie Hawkins. And Doug is just an, a fascinating leader. I could listen to that guy talk all day long, whether it's his experience in Somalia and Ethiopia, training indigenous pastors, church planning, or whether it's his thoughts on the American church. He's smart, bright, articulate. He's one of those interviews that you just wind him up and watch him go. And so those are some of them that stand out for me. I mean, there's so many good ones. It's hard to to pick and choose other ones. And so if anybody's feeling hurt that I kind of left them out a little bit, I apologize. But as I was looking over 100 episodes, those were a few that popped off the page for me. Amen. And we thank God for that, Dean. So we want to maybe turn our attention to what's on tap and, and what's in the future, uh, what's on the horizon for the In All Things podcast in year three. I uh, appreciate you asking that, Mark. You know, I, I wouldn't say this is a, a little bit of wet cement. We haven't actually nailed this down because we're, I think we're kind of making this up as we go along, to be honest with you. Until we get another dollar sponsorship, we're still kind of low budget here. But we've talked a lot about really having some more focused series. So again, taking each of those gospel priorities and maybe digging down a little bit deeper on those things and maybe doing a four or six week series on church planning and church health. And, and when we do that, maybe picking out something that is a little more narrative based because our podcast is conversational format. But for example, if we have someone who has done the three circles evangelism training in their church and someone in their church then goes out and actually uses it and lead someone to Christ. I want to hear that story. It's one thing to say, hey, you should use the three circles and here's how you do it and where's the resource. But to hear someone who actually did it, right. who's just a normal person who was completely intimidated and inhibited to do that, but they felt God providing them to do it and they did it and what happened from that. So I think we want to probably hear more stories. I know as Richie takes on some leadership with our digital content, he has a real strong interest in telling redemptive stories. And so I think in a conversational format, how can we tell more of God's redemptive stories that are maybe through the EPC, but not just for the EPC? So I think some more series around the gospel priorities. Certainly, if you walk into my office, I've got a stack of books in there, Mark, that people just send me books. They just are always sending me books. And, and a lot of them are authors and 
a good percentage of them are EPC people who are right. authors. And so I'd like to do a better job of promoting some of the EPC authors we have out there and, and, and kind of platforming some of their work so that others could support them because there's some really good things that people are, are cranking out that I think can make a big impact. So I think we want to do a little bit more uh, that that we have been doing in terms of EPC authors, maybe some EPC thought leaders and things like that. But I think eventually we'd, we'd like to see the podcast reach a larger audience. I mean, we started these first two years really being an in-house conversation. And I, I don't want to lose that flavor. I don't want it to become anything other than the EPC family having a conversation. But I think our conversations and the way we have them, what we talk about and the way we talk about it is something the world actually needs right now. They need Indeed. solid biblical truth communicated in an ironic, grace-filled manner. And I, I think we can do that. And I think I'd like to see us find ways to platform that conversation to go beyond the EPC if we could. And one of Scott Blanchett, who's our IT lead, has had an idea that I really like, which is getting in and maybe interviewing a number of our global workers on the field and hearing their story as well. And that gets us kind of beyond the parochial into the global. And so I think hearing some of their stories would be really cool. So I think it's probably a lot of what we've been doing, but maybe expanding it and growing it a little bit. Solid, Dean. We do have a little bit of time. Wanted to just drill down just on a few things. When you talk about a larger audience that we want to we wanna reach, can you see that expanding outside of just the local area, even more global than what we're doing now? Can you see anything concerning a larger audience? Yeah, I mean, more specific. So, uh, for example, our global workers, we have about 150 global workers, right? And one of the things that they can struggle with is this feeling of being disconnected because they're out there. I mean, they're in some of the hard to reach places on the planet. And the fact that they can go on the internet and download a podcast and connect to their EPC family is a source of connection. But if we can include their stories now, I mean, we talk one of our four gospel priorities is global movement. <laughs> I, I think there's a capacity for us to have the conversation be a little more global even as, as diverse and as great as the United States is, we're insulated by those two oceans and we still can be even parochial among ourselves and especially in a, a smaller denomination like ours. So the idea that we would be listening to what God is doing in the global church, I think would feed back into the domestic church in a way that would be a blessing and encouragement. So I think one part of it would be more of a global audience and, and trying to really speak into that space and have that space speak back into us. But I also think in the larger audience, as people who are listening into this podcast who, who think there's a value in it, that we would find ways for them to share that. I don't know that this podcast is going to be necessarily a, a great tool to reach people who don't yet know Christ. But if they want to hear reasonable people have good conversations about things that matter, and at the very center of that is a biblical worldview living itself out, I hope there would be some application for people who are in the EPC to share with their coworkers or their family members or something along those lines. So I hope that there's some application beyond just members of EPC churches. I don't know exactly what that looks like. The purpose of the podcast is not to be pointedly evangelical. It's not looking to go out and, and be targeting groups of people who don't yet know Christ. But I think the conversation matters. And I think there are people out there looking 
for and are interested in conversations that are done well, that are on the things that really matter, things of beauty, things of goodness, things of truth, things of justice and righteousness. I think those things matter. And I think if we do that well, maybe just maybe other people will listen in and join us in the conversation and we can have the platform to do some relational evangelism. Boy, something our culture is clamoring for right now, all of those things that you just mentioned, beauty and justice and love and just always wonderful to know that it's the conversation is taking place in the right context. Yeah. And I think going into another election cycle, Mark, I was thinking, what if we had a series that was on just how to speak with people with whom you disagree? <laughs> Something yeah. real practical even like that, because I think we all need to hit reset on how we have conversations with people who have a different view than we do, particularly coming into this charged political climate. How do Christians differentiate ourselves from the rest of the clatter and clutter of the culture at a time like this? Do we sound just as agitated? Are we just contributing to the gray noise out there? Or are we creating spaces for conversations? James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. I don't know that that's the way we conduct ourselves during these cycles. And if we could maybe give some practical ways in which people could do that, some stories, some encouragement along those lines, maybe we could even contribute to a national conversation that would be more healthy. Thanks, Dean. As we prepare to sign off on this 100th episode, Man, epic. I'm still soaking that in. It's been awesome. Any final words that you would like to give to us as a word of encouragement before we depart? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed, Mark, because this isn't something that was in my position description. It wasn't something that was even in my short sight when I started the, the position. It's just something that sort of happened. I mean, we all know that that's the providence of God, right? But you can look back on it and see God's hand of providence. But I, I think that this has made an impact is kind of a surprise. It's a, it's a joyous one. But, you know, when I go to a Presbyterian meeting and somebody comes up, usually a ruling elder, and they're like, man, I listen to your podcast every week, and I just downloaded that one with da-da-da-da, and now I've been sharing it with everybody. I mean, I, I literally got off the plane in San Juan and was visiting our three churches in Puerto Rico. And one of the elders came and met me at the airport. And he's like, man, I, I not only listen to it every week, I send it to all of our elders and I make them listen to it every week. And he was like a, in, in all things evangelist, just sharing that thing. And when I think about our blessed brothers and sisters on, on that island, you know, I think Florida in the Caribbean does a great job of welcoming, including them, including in leadership and a lot of things. But they're a little ways away. So there's that disconnect that can happen just from the geography of it. And yet this little podcast has helped them feel more connected. I think it can help others feel more connected. And someone comes up to me at a presbytery meeting and mentions an episode or that they listen every week or they share it with others. I'm always taken back by that because it, it wasn't on my radar going into a presbytery meeting to even talk about it. In fact, I, I think almost every presbytery meeting when I leave, I'm like, oh, nuts, I forgot to promote the podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm not as promotional as I need to be about that. But it seems to be catching on anyway and kind of a word of mouth thing. And when that happens, it's just super gratifying. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to us and tunes in and shares it with others. And is just really part of the EPC family helping make in all things get to the point where it's worth having 100 episodes. Dean, we thank you. Thank you for being with us today. And 
Billy, thank you for obeying the voice of the Lord in all of this. And we trust and we know that it's been a blessing to our EPC friends and our EPC family. And so we will continue to pray that the Lord would produce more fruit in what we're doing here, that it would awesomely glorify him. And so for those who are listening right now, thank you for hanging with us today. We trust that you are edified. Think of all of those episodes that Dean spoke of and the ones that he didn't, please go back and, and take a look and catch up if you haven't. And I will catch you around 101. But before we sign off, receive these words from Colossians 1, 15 through 18. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body, the church. My friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you today and cause his face to shine upon you now and always. Until episode 101, bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of the entire team, please join us for our next episode. For more information about the EPC, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today.